Good morning and welcome to United in Faith, produced and presented by the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. We invite you to join the conversation, catch the vision, and share the hope of a Jamaica united in faith. This morning, I'm Janil Daly, and today I am joined by two men to continue last week's conversation on men and ministry. With us is our very own Reverend Dr. Dave Hazel, UCJCI's warden and lecturer at the United Theological College of the West Indies. And we have Omari Harris, podcaster, cinematographer, and a member of the Grace Family Church. Gentlemen, Today is Men's Fellowship Sunday and last week we brought to the fore some of the challenges in attracting men to our church or to the church in general and keeping them through Siobhan's story. Mm. What are your takes on what he shared? Well, some of what he said is certainly true and challenging. I think in addition to some of the things that he said though, you know, there's this whole idea of men seeing church as a woman thing and uh, that limits their interests. Sometimes I feel something along the lines of something that he said. I mean, like activity and feel like when you come to church, you just sit down and you don't know what to do. They don't want to be involved. They want to do things, use their hands. They want to be active and the dress up thing. I think is a major issue that <laughs> perceive church as a dress up thing. And the warm put on a jacket and a tie and a whole heap of excitement, you know. Mm-hmm. The more just drive for jeans or a shirt <laughs> and a t-shirt. And just come. And I find younger men gravitate to churches where they feel a comfort level to do so. Yeah, I agree. For me, it's been actually the very same thing. So you need to speak about um, dressing comfortably. As you see me now in a jeans and shirt, this is actually me dressing up <laughs> when I go to church. I, sometimes you'll see me go to church in a short slip and a t-shirt. But I am coming from a place where it's a bit more traditional than that. But to your point of having more activities or engaging men or engaging young men in in things that actually interest them. Mm-hmm. I think there is a lack of that or not much emphasis on that for whatever reason there is. We as men, at least for me and the young men that I've had to mentor and, and lead while I was in that position, I've heard a lot of complaints about 
how they come as they are, but they feel as if they're being rejected. And it is, I think that is one of the main issues that young men have, yes. especially in a church where we say one thing, we preach one thing, but we do the complete opposite. Yeah. And it's a funny thing because I think we live in a country where even though it's patriarchal, men experience a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. So men struggle with, with places where they have to, you know, over the things to be accepted and to be invited. But another thing that your speaker from last week spoke to was this men want information. So when you come to church and it's a kind of one track, you know, just mm-hmm. pass up saying things to you and there's the interaction and you, you're able to ask questions and, you know, men want to discuss the thing. They want to unpack the thing. They want a reason. Then, yeah, you yeah. want a reasoning. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that is another thing. The, the, the style. And of course, to come to church, worship and worship when it's hot, is an emotional right. experience. Yes. Right. And we don't always. And I don't mean, not all men. I mean, men are, some men are more comfortable with expressing themselves emotionally. Mm-hmm. But but generally, a worship that has a lot of that component can be a bit of a turnoff for some men. And uh, just to add to those two points, mm-hmm. you know, with worship, I think churches nowadays, we tend to focus a little bit too much Mm-hmm. on the emotional side of worship yeah. and not get into what worship should be about which yeah. is the gospel itself and if it is that we, we paid more attention to the central gospel truths and using the factual truths that um you know even when you are feeling like this mm-hmm. god is still true even when you're going through this god is still loving yeah. if, you know all these gospel truths if we start to inf- infuse that into into our worship yes rather than just how we feel when God does something for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's flipping the narrative from being us-centered to more Christ-centered in yes. our worship. And the point that you had made before about reasoning, yeah, as men, we love to sit down and hold a reason. Yes. Like, I used to be a part of Edgewater Baptist Church um, before I moved. And for the last five years, up until the pandemic, we used to sit down and play domino every Friday night, mm-hmm. every Saturday night, up until 10 p.m., 11 p.m., mm-hmm. And just that's all that we would do. And mm-hmm. in those times of just sitting down and playing domino and just reasoning, we'd have coming off of the street, mm-hmm. coming to sit and play with us, and then being converted and becoming members of the church. So it is engaging young men in the things that actually attract them, yep. engaging them in things that they normally incline to, mm-hmm. and then using that and infusing that with the gospel. Yep. Yep. Right. I'm sure Reverend Hazel will have similar experiences that Amari mentioned just now, mm-hmm. right? Through those encounters and interactions, what would you say is the greatest change that needs to be implemented for this reshaping to happen? I feel like I imagine like a small group type agreed Sunday morning gathering with 10 men or 8 men, I don't know, go, go on like a restaurant or like a thing and agreed. that is church. So the format of church, I think, needs to change to a less formal type of setting and where you're appealing to a group of men who want to have a reasoning, you know, and it's not a kind of formal um, program, the kind of event. You know? So that's one of the things that I think of. I'm all for corporate worship. Churches, as it is now, has its purpose and, you know, it is good. However, I agree, mentorship and discipleship is key. It's we would not have the church as we have it's it relational. today. Relational. It's, it's, it's relational. Church is relational because we are the, like every member, every person that is a baptized Christian, that declares that they believe in Christ. 
they are the church not yeah. the building yeah. not the service and when we start to realize that the church is the interrelation between members of christ's body when the arm starts to interact with the mind when the feet start to move in cohesion with the heart that is when we start to build deep intimate connections and start to build real connections with people who either are like us or are not like us yeah. so and it's one of the things that i am you know most vocal on is discipleship especially for men yeah. we do not have that kind of of structure that allows for life sharing discipleship and i think that we need to get back to that gotcha implementation so we talk about the ideas mm -hmm. right and i will see that the greatest challenge too is with some of the people at the top the people that will dictate the structure of mm -hmm. how we operate in church mm -hmm. how do we go about implementing these ideas how do we go about getting people to understand to the point where they're willing to buy in and even take a risk per se on this type of format one of my greatest experiences was working with a group of guys who used to come to camps and we formed a Monday evening, you know, young men's group, we used to call it Real Rock. And it never had, never had no reference to no formal setting or whatever. So I think that people and men who have a sense of call to work with other men need to just take the initiative to bring together some younger men and just do a thing together. Whether it is some football or whether it is we're going to meet once a week and we're going to talk about what we're so it's not I don't think it's so much something that you have to overthrow anything at the top mm. because I think if something is happening good that is reaching young men mm -hmm. the top is good with that you know so I don't think there's any kind of formal overthrowing that mm. are, yeah. are, are dismantling of structure that you have to do but men who feel that sense of call and, and responsibility to other men need to just take the initiative and build relationship with other men through those kind of small group type events and activities. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think for a long time, we as a church have been very reliant on the leadership to do mm -hmm. or the leadership to enact or to start a ministry or to start a committee to then talk about or discuss about things that we can do to then make a change. No, as the church, we have the responsibility. The first mandate is to go out and share the gospel. And if we, as the church, accept that, then as a regular member, I'm supposed to see a young man who has been coming you know, on and off to church and I realize that he lives nearby me. Mm -hmm. I offer him a ride to church. I'm like, hey, anytime you need to come to church, you can come with me. And then after church, he offered to drop them home. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, I'm going to get some lunch. I'm going to get some dinner. Would you like to accompany me? And it is going back to building relationships. It's going back to taking interest in people around you and when we start to do that we will start to see more retention of young men and men in general so many roads right there before me looks enticing but i know that's not what god wants for me won't go no further unless i know he's leading me Took five steps forward, but lost ten steps because of me. I made a decision that my life is gonna be about God. I may not be famous, cause I wanna sing a righteous song. Don't worry about me. My yeah, so Heavenly Father, we just wanna thank you for 
you know, just being you and just being God. A lot of times we tend to forget about how holy you are and how gracious and merciful you are. Father God, we, we want to thank you for the work that you've done on the cross. And it is literally because of that we are able to have hope in our lives today. As we've gone through this discussion, Lord, I pray that you empower young men in the church. You empower older men in the church to, to reach out to other men and to encourage them and to disciple them, to teach them the truths of your gospel, Lord, the good news, Father God. And with that, we hope to have more men in the church, in positions of leadership, in positions of service, and just being present and active in the church, Lord. And for those who have not yet accepted Christ, Father God, we pray and we ask that your Holy Spirit move over them as you see fit, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. A very full and enriching conversation both last week and this week and I hope that they will serve as yardsticks in our churches or congregations in the different groups, right? As we seek to attract and to keep men in our church. As we acknowledge Men's Fellowship Sunday in the United Church this morning, invite somebody out and it's not too late to include them in your worship. I'm Janil. Take very good care. Until next time. Change my number, that life has come to an end. That was United in Faith, produced and presented by the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, 12 Carlton Crescent, Kingston 10, telephone 926-8734, email us at synod at ucjci.com and find us on the World Wide Web at ucjci.com. Please join us next week for another United in Faith. This program was produced at the studio of the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, located at 12 Carlton Crescent, Kingston 10. Call us at 876-926-6059 for information about our most competitive rates for your voiceover and broadcasting needs.